0: A state of mind We talking about the culture So come and feel the vibe You gonna have a good time We helping you to see it So much to do when living in Stockholm And I'm Julia. Do you have energy today, Julia? Or are you?
1: I don't have body energy, but I have creative energy. Me
0: too. Yes.
1: (laughs) I have a mind. That's all we need, right? Yeah. Because Stockholm is a state of minds. It is. I hope so. Is it?
0: It's a a city with a lot of universities and a lot of academics.
1: A lot of thinking goes on here. mm And different kinds of thinking. Mm-hmm. And looking for different kinds of knowledge. Do you see that does that
0: that differs from where you're from? Can you say that Seattle is more or is it the same or is it
1: Well, I mean Seattle is is the birthplace of a lot of different um startups and big tech companies and so yeah. it's it's nice because it feels like I've, um uh I'm coming from somewhere where innovation and thinking outside the box or prize, and I'm coming somewhere where that still happens. Mm. It feels like it's less so these days in the United States, or at least it seems like it's not as easy to do it here but as it would be We here. both
0: are from the Western world. Yeah. But if you come from like Asia mm-hmm. or somewhere else with a totally different culture, do you think that you are a bit scared to move to another country and come to Stockholm or come to Sweden because it differs so
1: much from... Well, like I think Tokyo or well, think of the inverse. If if we were to move somewhere that is so different from home, yeah. it would be really different for us, yeah. right? But it seems like, and one of the one of my favorite things to say is that no matter where you go, you will find your people, mm. and people are always people, no matter where you go, and so you'll always find a place that you fit in or that makes sense to you, yeah. no matter where you live.
0: Yeah, and to find the people that you want to hang around with and be with is to like explore the city or the place where you are in. When it comes to art and culture mm-hmm. and literature and books and, yeah. and magazines and be out in cafes and drinking wine together and mm. see what's going on, so it's not about like work or is it
1: no? Or I, I think it's more about just it, it is a little bit about finding the work culture that works for you, but also mm. just about finding people who are interested in the same things and can open your eyes to do things How as do you well. Find them? Well, if you're me, you sing in a choir. <laughs> Yeah, or you go to to a place like Stockholm Dual Career Network, and you Mm. meet other people who are newly, freshly here, and get introduced to people who have also the spirit of innovation and who want to do something new. Mm. Because I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to do something new, right? And so I think so. You
0: should be open minded.
1: (laughs) Is that the good? Like,
0: advice for people that are in Sweden, just arrived or has moved
1: here or want to move here? Oh, Am I licensed to give advice to people who just You moved are. Here? You are. <laughs> what would you say? Do you think it's important to have an open mind? Yes, and to, I think so. Yeah.
0: I'd be curious. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Hmm. I have a guest for us. Do we? Oh, yeah. yes. Lars Strandingård from Stockholm School of Economics. Economics, huh? Mm. Okay, doesn't sounds very open minded.
1: No, it no. sounds like
0: math. <laughs> yeah, but he is different, and yeah. he makes difference. Hello, Lars Strannegård. Warm welcome to us here in this podcast.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. You are the president of School of Economics in Stockholm. Am yes. I right?
2: Yeah, the Stockholm School of Economics. That's
0: okay. Right. What else are you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am also a professor of uh, organization studies and leadership. Wow. Um, and I, uh, yeah, so I am an academic at heart, but I've been working in uh, yeah, a few other places. Uh, and I've been the president now. I'm actually in my ninth year. So it's quite some time. It feels as if I just started, but actually uh, I've been there for quite some time.
0: And you have a lot to do there. So you have <laughs> your plans for the future. You will stay in nine more years or...
2: I have a plan for the future. That, yeah. that I do, and then I'll see uh, if it's going to be me or somebody else. We'll see. <laughs> so it's I'm actually a great job. I really like it. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun, but it's also um, it requires quite a bit. Um, you know, early mornings and late evenings.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and why I have invited you and. For Julia and the listeners to know you is because I know that you have a great interest, a huge interest in art and culture and all that. And I think that's a good way to know Sweden. But what do you think is the best way to understand Sweden?
2: That's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. um, well, actually, let me let me uh, answer that in a slightly different way. Mm. Um so, oh, yes, yeah, so I'll actually answer it from the perspective of Stockholm School of Economics. So um, again, as I said, uh, I've been in this position for nine years, and SSE is a quite small place. Uh, it's about 1,800 students or so, um, but we have now become completely international. We are this country's only private higher education institution, um, so we only get some 18% of our funding from the government, and we're not allowed by Swedish law. To charge tuition from Swedish and European students, so uh, that makes it a bit complicated to to actually fund that place. And what we have been doing is to try to be as relevant as possible throughout um, uh, yeah, history. Actually, so we have 110 corporate partners, uh, and we try to sort of educate and do research in ways that are as yeah, relevant a- as possible. And we have taken the decision to uh, to actually move from having been a Swedish business school with some international uh, elements into becoming a, an international business school based in Sweden. So we use this concept of being internationally Swedish because if we become completely international, we're not going to be very attractive uh, to Anyone actually?
0: You're not Swedish anymore. No, then. right?
2: Exactly. So you sort of lose your roots. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, if you don't, if you have no connection to this country, um, then you could might as well, you know, put the entire uh, university at uh, at a cruising ship and just yeah roam the world. Uh, mm. But if we only are Swedish, then we're not going to be uh, obviously not uh, uh, attractive enough. To international students and researchers and actually not to Swedish top talents either because they want to be in international environments mm. so when we say this uh, of, of being internationally Swedish we mean um, sort of uh, uh, trying to adhere to you know, I wouldn't call them Swedish values perhaps but Swedish characteristic yeah? and there is something that you could perhaps call uh, you know Scandinavian capitalism uh, or something like that, or Swedish mm-hmm. capitalism even, which is sort of uh, an idea which is uh, uh, not really the, the, the hard capitalism or the dog-eat-dog type uh, of stuff. Sh- she's
0: from U.S. So. I know, I know. <laughs>
2: I, I'm looking at her and I'm raising my eyebrows. So. Uh, yeah, so that type of uh, economic system that you that you uh, sort of often uh, associate with the U.S. Yeah. So I um, we have in, in this country a... Uh, uh, you know it's a market economy at its heart um but there is also this social liberalism uh which is really sort of widespread i'd say mm. where you care uh you know for for the weak mm. uh and you believe in a welfare system uh and that where the collaboration between the state and government uh, sorry between the state and, uh, and and the private business life is really goes back into history all the way to what's called sulrebots of to in the
0: thirties
2: in the thirties yeah. exactly um so it's something about that, uh, that that's sort of the entire idea of what being Swedish is all about. <laughs> it's sort of a version of capitalism. Yeah. And then it's also a um, a view where... Um, um, well, it, it's it's a view where, yeah, you believe in in the individual, but you also have a very strong belief uh, in the collective. Mm. And then there's also this view of authority, which is really flat. And that that is, uh, you know, you, the, w- when... When students come to us, they don't say "Ha, Professor, Doctor, Doctor" to their to their teachers, as they do in Germany. Mm. Uh, but they, ex- they they expect flat hierarchies; that it's possible to go to anybody, uh, no matter where in the hierarchy they are, and sort of have open and candid uh, discussions with them. And then, so um, it's it's really a you know it, it, it's a system based on merit. Um, doesn't always work, but that's the ideology at least. So all these things sort of come together and also uh, a, an internationalism, which is something that we've built this country a lot on, where you are willing to uh, uh, yeah, to see the world and be open to the world, being curious to the world and actually sort of not being conceited is something that, that has built this country where the, the, the home market has been so small. So if you look at the history of every single company, basically, that, that are now uh, really big global ones. Uh, a, a typical history is that they, they start one year, and then two years later, they are all over the world. So this type of, uh, you know, th- these characteristics yeah, are something that Sweden is about, I would say.
1: Oh, You know, I, what I think is interesting is you, you mentioned the sort of this this belief um, in the collective, this, this understanding of the collective, and sort of that is a driving force behind economics. Is that sort of tied into the art initiative or the literary agenda of the school as well? Sort of, are those sort of drawn on the same idea?
2: I mean, we have, uh, uh, so at at SSC, we have formulated an educational mission. We didn't have that before for the first 100 plus years. We had no uh, uh, sort of, uh, uh, yeah, no articulation of what you actually uh, got out of the school. You just went to it and then everything went well. But uh, so, no, but it's actually driven by uh, uh, the way that the world is changing and very much due to digitalization. Yeah and the rise of uh, of artificial intelligence and and uh, machine learning etc which means that many many jobs are actually being transformed they are disappearing even uh so we have to do something in a, our education programs in order to be relevant as i as i mm. said before so we have been thinking hard about what do you actually need in the future what type of competence what type of knowledge do you need in order to be uh, attractive on the job market or being a good entrepreneur so um we actually used this this quote by a um, um, a philosopher called Ingmar Hedinius, where he said, the one that is best prepared for the future is somebody uh, who is free and alive in relation to the unknown. Oh, That's wow. sort of a poetic, uh, uh, you know, phrasing.
0: And th- it's important because when you came here, Julia, yeah. Did you feel free and alive in Sweden, or was it a bit scary to be here?
1: I felt uh, terrified and trapped a bit. But, <laughs> but I think this idea of being free and alive, it's its 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 nice because that is sort of why I moved here. Yeah. It's because I knew that my world needed to change. And people who study the trends in the market or want to make sure that they can follow what people are looking for or what way we're heading, you have to sometimes make some scary or unpopular at the time decisions, but it comes from a knowledge of this is going to be good now or mm. this is going to be good later. Mm. So yeah, I was a little bit afraid to start with, but I really like that, to be free and alive.
2: And it actually means that that uh, if you are uh, and to be free and alive in relation to the unknown. Yeah. So yes, the world is unknown and it's more unknown than ever due to <laughs> you know the, the, the quick uh, development of science, for instance. It's absolutely impossible to be up to date in every single scientific field. So uh, and we're also really bad at foreseeing things, uh, all our risk management tools, uh, although we have them, uh, we have been really bad at, you know foreseeing things like the pandemic or uh, that, that uh, the, the invasion um, uh, by Russia, yeah. right of Ukraine. Mm. So uh, but but you know, just realizing that I don't understand everything, the world is unknown, but I still feel free and alive. It sort of means, Uh, That that a student being graduated from us should stand with. They're both two feet on the ground, saying, "Okay, world, come on! Uh, I don't know (laughs) everything, (laughs) but I'm ready. Bring it on!"
1: Yeah.
2: And um, so so that's why we have you, and and also being free is what education is all about. It's an emancipatory project. It's about liberation. It's about opening doors and increasing choices in life. You know, that's what we shouldn't forget that. But that's really what it's about. So what? That's why we've taken this abbreviation, free. F-R-E-E, uh, in order to uh, um, to spell out our educational mission. And the F in free stands for fact and science-based mindset. More important than ever. Mm. Uh, in this world of fake news and alternative facts and Absolutely. Cambridge Analytic eating its way into our minds, etc., we really need to be good at distinguishing between what knowledge is and what counts as knowledge. So that's the F. And then the R stands for reflective and self-aware. So uh, being reflective, uh, you know, just questioning uh, the models and theories that you're exposed to, are they really true, <laughs> or do they hold true? Are they still valid? Are
1: they helpful. Yeah, are they yeah.
2: helpful? Exactly. Um, and then being aware what role you're actually playing, being self-aware. So you know, reflecting on where, where your opinions, your attitudes, um, your values sort of come from. Are they their own? Are they your own, or is it somebody else that's actually that's created so those? Yeah. Uh, and then the E. In free stands for empathetic and culturally literate. And being empathetic is something that machines will be really bad at, They, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Yes. And humans do a better job than machines in, in being empathetic. And empathetic just means putting yourself into somebody else's clothes and seeing the world from their perspective. And that's actually possible to practice and develop that because it's a skill. So reading um fiction reading high quality literature is actually a fast track to empathy. So if you read uh, Romeo and Juliet, you can actually uh you know move yourself into uh you know at a totally different place a totally different time and still understand what it's like to be in love with a wrong person so uh that that's a way of actually training and practicing your empathy. And then the E, finally, stands for entrepreneurial and responsible. And entrepreneurial doesn't mean that everyone's going to start a company of his or her own, but it means to actually uh, question the status quo and do something about it. So this free is what's guiding every single concept, or sorry, every single um, uh, decision that I'm taking. To what extent does this sort of increase the degree of freedom uh, Mm. to our students? And the fact is that If you have that as a mindset, if you are characterized by free, you move much better in the world. So somebody who's characterized by free, uh, not being from Sweden, could come to Sweden and much, much more quickly understand the culture, you know, um, come to grips with it, uh, analyzing it, etc. If you're fact-based, you sort of get the facts you need. If you reflect on it, if you put yourself in somebody else's clothes and then you do things. It's a way of actually uh, absorbing and and, and uh, uh, yeah, getting into a new in, into a new culture, and that's what's needed for every single decision maker. But it's something that also sort of characterises the um, um, yeah the need of basically all human beings, and that's the reason that we have now introduced this. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of art and it's a lot of literature. But and it's a lot a of
0: philosophy. Yes. Yeah. So this is more school of philosophy
2: than school of economics. Or? It's, actually, it's actually, no, uh, <laughs> it, it's not. It's a lot of uh, a, economics, I can tell is. you that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, uh,
1: Sorry, guys. You'll have this, to do some math. You
2: absolutely have, you have to do a lot of math. <laughs> yes. You have to study like crazy. But this is something that sort of um, uh, is all around you. Mm. you know, the classrooms are now, um, uh, they, they, they are now uh, made and designed by artists so they are complete art installations a few of them so we have five or six of those uh, and the idea is actually to sort of marinate the the students and faculty members and staff and guests and etc in uh in an environment where you actually um you know are exposed to something else and and art also works as an intellectual Itching powder or, yeah. an, or an, an emotional itching powder.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you do when you see a piece of art is you have to put yourself in the place of the person who made it. Yeah. And so it's sort of a nice way to practice empathy as you are, you know, maybe exactly. doing some of the maths we were talking about, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So that's why uh, the reason that we pack the place with, with art, uh, with different, you know, artists' talks, etc., cetera, exhibitions, uh, collaborations between our school and the Royal, uh, College, Royal Institute of, Ar- of Art. World College of Art. Um, we have Const- both. School, well, yeah, of <laughs> course. Um, and uh, the reason for that is is um, sort of captured by R, E, and E in free. We don't do the facts in the sense we're not a a, a school of art history. We're not an art school, but we use the art in order to enhance reflection, uh, empathy, and uh, sort of the, the, the creative side, which are uh, aspects and characteristics that are absolutely crucial for the future.
0: I'm so curious. She's opera singer. Julia opera singer. Do you use music in your classroom? Oh, I'd love to know.
2: We, we do, but not not in the, in the classes. But we do have mm-hmm. concerts every now and then. Okay. We got a fantastic donation from an alum, a, a newly renovated Steinway, a wow. grand piano. So you, I can, I'm not going to play. Invite until. her. <laughs> you are invited.
1: I will sing whatever and any other arias. I'll try to think if I can find some arias about economics to sing. <laughs> well, wonderful.
0: So, excuse me, but I want to know about the book. And why did you write the book?
2: Why did you mm. write a book? What, <laughs> well, first, what, what is it what, called? What, what kind of a question is that to an a academic?
0: Book, <laughs> a book not about leadership <laughs> or organization?
2: or. It is actually about leadership and organization. So, um, the, the, the book, its Swedish title is Kunskap som känns. Uh, and it, in its English translation, it is also... Uh, published in English, it's yeah. called "Sense of Knowing."
0: Yeah, but oh. you can't find that under the, you know, when you are in the library, you can find it under leadership and organization. You find it somewhere else, philosophy, or
2: yeah, I don't know actually how it's uh, <laughs> where you find it. I have to go take a look at that. But uh, On its own. no, but the general idea uh, uh, behind that book—it's actually, I mean, I say this partly as a joke, but it's. It's a, uh, it's a strategy document for the Stockholm School of Economics. That's ah, actually
0: why I wrote Wow, it. that's a great idea.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's not very often. Can you hear that? Time. Are you from Stockholm University or <laughs> Lund or Uppsala? Do the same. Get a strategy. No, but it's a, it is actually a, uh, I mean, it's a series of essays. Uh, and uh, they, all, all these essays are about what education is about, what research is about, and also uh, the role of culture in, in our society, sort of these these aspects of you know the human that actually uh, shape the ways that you view the world, education, culture, uh, yeah, higher education, research, and, and schools, right? Uh, how how you learn to actually uh, uh, yeah make sense of the world, and I'm really interested in that. So um, so I, I decided to to write it and say. Uh, a few things especially about the swedish um education system uh and i'm a bit critical to that because i think it is it's sort of n- it, it's it's not up to date it's not uh, uh I, I don't think our our young uh, yeah our young kids nor our our university students get the type of knowledge that's needed in the future um, so? and the reason that, yeah, i say that is what that is needed what's uh what we get Is an extreme specialization. Mm. Um, So we start. If you take my subject, uh, economics and and business administration, one of the most popular um, programs at high schools is actually uh, focusing on economics and business administration, economist program. So you start specializing when you're like 15 years old. Uh, So your the blinders you have, uh, you know, they are just being. Very, very narrow starting from 15. So, you first do that, and then you go into higher education where you perhaps enroll through a bachelor program. Then, you study three years of business administration. So, then you've studied six years uh, of, of business and economics. And then, you top that up uh, after the Bologna model with two years specialization in business uh, or economics. So, eight years. Of business and economics, mm.
1: and nothing else, or very little else, mostly focusing on this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 even so, uh, you know, during high school, because twenty-five percent of the courses are actually focused on uh, on that subject. Mm. So, so I think cool. it's and 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 it's uh, you know in this world that's becoming much more complicated or complex uh, and complicated actually, um, and it's becoming harder to navigate in. Uh, you know, sustainability issues and challenges and threats that are enormous. And the best way to tackle that is surely not just studying accounting, you know. So I think it's uh, uh, you actually need to to uh, you know, to have a much more broader view of the world, and I think that's what we need to do. So uh, that's one aspect of this book, and I and I uh, it's interesting also in Sweden that in higher education we're only interested in the type of knowledge uh, that you can study, and then and, and then have an exam on. Uh, right, so you're you accepted. want to have it on paper, yeah? On yeah exactly. Yeah. And you have to, you have to be able to measure it mm. uh, too. Yeah. So that's very, that's very uh, typically Swedish to mm. do that. <laughs> and we're not interested in, um, you know, the uh, in, in, or universities are not interested in uh, personal development uh, at all, actually, and they are. Um, so it, it's very much focused on one type of knowledge. But uh, in, in my view, n- knowledge uh, is something that comes from many different sources. So getting to know yourself uh, or, or uh, you know, reading literature, for instance, and sort of developing more aspects of being human uh, where you actually feel uh, something. There's something, you know, uh, there, there's communication. There's this rational uh, communication that sort of you get in PowerPoints, right, where you sort of learn things. But there's also another type of knowledge, which also is knowledge, which is sort of aesthetically communicated to us. So it comes through our senses. So when you see something or experience something, you can actually learn in another way. Uh, it, it's yeah. something that makes you feel. It's something that makes your way of approaching the world different.
0: Mm-hmm. And you approach the world through food don't oh, you always. yeah
1: <laughs> usually <laughs> yes you usually do.
0: Food first you come to another country <laughs> go to the grocery store yeah. and <laughs> yeah, that yes. is
1: truly but it's 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 a it's a great way to sort of understand okay well this is what people seem to buy here yeah. this is sort of what people seem to gravitate toward and mm-hmm. and it's i think that's a wonderful thing to learn and what i think is interesting about what you say is that uh, it seems that when we get to this countable and this, this measurable knowledge, that's the kind of learning that makes people turned off from learning. That's the kind of learning that makes people not want to go and learn more. When I think in reality what we are as humans is people who love to learn things. We love to know new things, but we make people hate learning because they have to know the thing that they can write down on the test and then afterward they completely forget it. But it seems like you're advocating for the love of knowledge and the love of of looking for more knowledge and understanding things better. Yeah,
2: and also uh, sort of just recognizing that knowledge comes in very many different forms. Yes. and also that that uh, you know you you can actually enhance learning too. I think a good example is uh, you know if you let's see if I can take it. Yeah, let's let's it's you know if, if you take a, 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 a Christmas song like Jingle Bells, right? You can write that the content of that the the sort of uh, uh, knowledge of it that you can that that you can uh, uh, you know get as questions on an exam mm-hmm. you can say that that there are jingle bells jingle <laughs> bells and then there is a sleigh that's that's rushing through the <laughs> yeah. snow you can put that in bullet points the important yeah. data yeah yeah the important data yeah. on the PowerPoint
0: right. <laughs> I hate PowerPoint <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that you can yeah um, but then um, so that's the content but if 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 the content is then communicated uh in 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 the verse and in the song uh where, where you hear the jingle bells in the background uh right it sort of conveys uh, an, a complete image of of christmas yeah right so those two ways of communicating the content and then the aesthetically communicated uh music and and, and sound actually turns into a greater whole because you you you, you feel something right yeah. you get this image uh of uh, of what christmas is all about through the combination of content and uh and aesthetically uh, communicated That's so a great way to put it so uh and i think universities and basically all education institutions are really bad at using sort of the <laughs> the uh, the uh, the sensory aspect of it yeah. and the more you do that the the more the deeper and the more sort of uh, um, fuller the learning becomes. And I think that's something to strive for. And if you, you know, I would like SSE to be a place that you just feel fantastic. You know, it's a place that you don't want to leave. You just love it because you are entrenched in knowledge and and, and uh, personal development and stimulation and, and sort of personal growth.
0: That's what I want that people should feel about Sweden. Yeah. Coming here, mm-hmm. having knowledge, just... Relax, <laughs> be alive.
2: Yeah, right. So that, be would, that would be curious.
1: Yeah. yeah, understand it from your own perspective. Yes. And yeah.
0: So to introduce Sweden, we usually have three quick, three quick questions. Three quick questions. Good. Three quick questions. Getting yes. better every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, to our guests, and uh, mine first to you is: Do you recommend the book? A film or a TV series that makes people understand Stockholm better or Sweden better?
2: I actually think the early movies by Ruben Östlund mm. are very good.
0: He's from Gothenburg, isn't he? Yes,
2: you? he is. And so am I.
1: I oh, really? <laughs> you are.
2: <laughs> but I think uh, it's... Uh, it, it Actually, some of them really capture um, the interest intricacies uh of, of Swedish culture actually and especially those that are uh, for instance play one of the early ones very interesting stuff and it's I mean he's uh obviously uh, uh since then uh become a world-renowned
0: uh, go right uh, we can have a movie night you and me Julia. yeah so I that love that yeah I'm taking notes actually a bottle of wine <laughs> yeah. yeah yes and a few <laughs> Ruben movies
2: it it uh, yeah but it the That movie sort of questions the idea of uh, uh, you know being Swedish, and also a lot about uh, the norms that we subscribe to, and and he sort of pushes them in a really good way.
1: Great, great. Um, one thing that is really more of a question for me than for <laughs> anyone else, but um, what would you recommend as the best place for a first-time visitor to go in Stockholm? The best place that you think a first-time visitor to Stockholm should go. They should see, visit, whether it's a place to eat. Oh, that was eat. not quick at all. Okay. Sorry. Eat, eat, <laughs> not just to eat, no, but also to see as well in terms of art. Or This is not a quick question at all. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what would you say? Best place for a first-time visitor to go?
2: Well, I, I would recommend Eurogordon. actually. <gasps> yeah, it's okay. a, It's a pretty good uh, combination of, you know, nature after all. Uh, I mean, it's a park and it's, of course, cultivated. But it's, uh, it really says a lot about what Swedes like doing, being out, uh, taking a walk and, and getting the nature. We're getting into nature. But then it's also a, you know, it's a fantastic collection of cultural institutions. And I think like five or something like that of the, the, the most visited uh, uh, tourist spots in Sweden are actually on Jurgården. So you get a lot of that. There are many interesting um, restaurants, you know, some of the best in the country even are there. Uh, so, you know, spending a day or two or three or four on Jurgården, uh <laughs> will really sort of... Uh, Make you understand Sweden in yeah. a good way, both historically and uh, uh, yeah, sort of contemporary Sweden.
1: Yeah. A little bit of people watching, you know, too, mm-hmm. as well. Last one. And this is a quick one. She says she says something a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> is it about food? No, it's not, <laughs> for once. But an important Swede to know or to look into for people who are interested in coming here. An important Swede to know or to look into.
2: Like the first mind, or, I mean... You, c- uh,
1: you can say yourself if you want to.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's okay No, i
2: actually think dog dog hammarskjöld ah uh he was swedish but he he um, sort of yeah he he managed to uh reach out into the world and i think uh, he had a very sophisticated view of the world and he also um you know wrote that down and i think he has done a lot for uh yeah for the world and for the, for the yeah, of, for the un i agree do you know
0: who
1: she no, smiles into her not, microphone yeah. saying, well, no, but I wrote it down, what I could tell. I'm, I'm interested to know, though. Yeah, so this is for me. Like I said, this, these are questions for me to know and for me to broaden my, my cultural specter. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you can tell. No, you can tell. He oh. was the general secretary of okay. UN.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is embarrassing to be married he to an international in relationship in for He died flight accident,
0: <laughs> which year? 62? No?
2: Oh. In the 60s, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I-
2: no, but he had a very he had a very comprehensive view uh, view of what a human being is all about. Sort of a uh, you know, um, yeah. I, I think he got many things right actually. And this this combination of uh, of being fact and, and, and science based, and also very reflective, and sort of uh, you know spiritual or sort of secular spirituality in a way, and a, and a complete openness to different religions, etc. I think he was uh, he was a true humanist and, and really uh, uh, I agree. Under- I really agree. Understood with what uh, people were.
0: There's a lot of go- good books about him. So. Yeah, yeah, well, good you, to know. I've got to pass the library anyway. Huh? <laughs>
1: I've got some good pointers. Wonderful.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. The Easter egg. The Easter, I don't know why we call it Easter egg. It's Something an American. American thing. I yeah. know. <laughs> Sorry. You have Easter all year, so we have it in in the spring. So the Easter egg from you is about what? They we, we reveal it on Instagram account, but can you give us a teaser about the Eastern Egg
2: from you? Well, I guess it's going to be about cultural experiences. Oh,
1: <gasps> okay. But I'm
2: guess I'm going to do them quite broad. Uh, so it's your you have to define yourself what culture actually is.
1: Great. Some critical thinking involved, folks. Now you're curious. (laughs) I am. I can see that.
0: So thank you very much, Lars, to have you here. Strandegård. Is that the name from Gothenburg?
2: It is. It's from Halland, actually. It's from Ah. south of... It it means a, uh, you know, a farm by the beach.
0: Yeah. Strand is beach. Strand in Swedish. Exactly. And gård is a farm.
2: Yeah. That's my password, just for everybody to know. There we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the Easter egg, everyone.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. So happy to have you. If
0: we if the listeners would like to know more about you, they can, can Do mean, have you have an a YouTube channel or where can they find you? Do you have Instagram, Facebook or
2: Well we have sSE has got a hmm? lot of information both on yeah. Great. on all social media
0: wonderful Great. it's good for our listeners they're yes. dual career networkers so yes. exactly go get connected
2: Great. so log on to sse.edu hhs.se oh, wow. look at that Ooh. Ooh, we got a jingle too <laughs> yes. Wonderful.
1: are you available to record some more for us thank absolutely. you absolutely <laughs> thank you bye Thanks for
0: having you yeah. i love lars yeah me too yeah you're so nice and his attitude, more philosophic than economic.
1: It made me feel so much better about being an artist that it is yes. valuable, right? <laughs> because it's important to know about how all of these things tie into culture and how culture feeds yeah. not only art but also economics and what drives it.
0: I haven't met a person from that school that are talking about literature from 1500, but That's he did. Fascinating, right? <laughs> yes. I know.
1: Well, what did you learn? What did you think?
0: Uh, that uh, you should have an open mind. Yeah. Yeah open mind to the future.
1: And that you learn a little bit more when you're coming at everything from different sides, yeah. different perspectives.
0: And knowledge, curiosity. That is very much me. I love knowledge.
1: Yeah. You're the, you're the perfect uh, student there, I think.
0: Yeah, but I hate
1: math. So <laughs> Maybe you're not the perfect student. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well, we'll go and record
1: something yes, there, maybe. Yes, yeah. we will. We will. So, uh, yes. I think that was great. And that I hope that great. if you guys are interested too, go and take a look and see if maybe you might be able to find a program that, that works for you. Open your eyes and open yes. your minds.
0: Because this is a podcast about open minds. It
1: just happens and to be a part minds. of our and name, right? It is. <laughs> and it's about Stockholm. Mm-hmm. is a? It's a state of minds. And mm. it's also from the Stockholm Dual Career Network.
0: Yeah, and he's a proof of that.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. He was. He's from one of the 18 universities mm-hmm. that is behind this network. Mm-hmm.
1: And so we're very, very grateful for it. Mm.
0: <laughs> Stockholm Academic Forum. As well. And you and me. Yes, and yes. us. Yes. Yes. So come back next episode.
1: Thanks, folks. Stockholm is a
0: state of minds. Hey, Stockholm is a state of minds. Let's go. Yeah, we break
2: it down. Like that, welcome to the podcast Stockholm is where it's sad